Mairead Ronan is here and um, I, w- I, w- I will go back and do the intro, but we just got caught up in talking about our sleep. Yeah, and I sound like I'm smothering with a cold. I'm not. I'm just really tired. And when I get really tired, I sound like this. I sound so nasally. My, my nose struggles. <laughs> yeah, my nose doesn't want to wake my up My nose yet. is wrecked. <laughs> my nose is not awake yet. <laughs> so I'm having a bit of a mare with, uh, believe it or not, six-year-old Eliza. Why? That is just rude. Yeah, What's she's, wrong with her? She just wakes up every single night now. She comes into us. I mean, I was I was brushing my teeth the other night and I just saw her walk into the bedroom like, like a ghost. You know, it was kind of 11 o'clock and just get into the bed. She's still asleep, but not fully asleep. This has been going on. Let me try and put it back in her bed and then she comes back in about two and frightens the life out of you because she's like, just like a little six-year-old girl standing There's by her bed staring at you. than your own child at close range. Going, close range. Are you awake? awake. Um, so, or else just kind of touching my forehead and then, you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then I've got a fright so I don't go back to sleep straight away because I've just got a, ju- I've got not, a jump scare at 2am. How is there not more injuries uh, when I that scenario know. happens? I don't know if it's that you're a sixth sense as a parent, you're like, don't hit, don't kick, don't, don't kick punch. Yeah. Don't punch, don't, don't punch the, the six-year-old. <laughs> but I, it's, and then when she's asleep in the middle of us, even though like, it's, you know, it's a big bed, it's just, it's a different sleep. It's Everyone not, gets roasting. It, yeah, but I'm also on the edge Louis on the other edge and yeah. she's got like this whole big middle part and you just don't sleep properly so we are both wrecked. And is that the was that the like summer kind of no routine that she just started going I'm obsessed with getting getting Absolutely, up at 3 a.m. 100% all our fault. Um, Why? She, it, but it's the best summer ever and um, but I'm paying for it now and we're in the end of Was she going out clubbing at night and then just it got felt, into that it routine? It felt like that. Habit. I mean there was nights where I wanted to go to sleep before Eliza when we were down in Dumbarese <laughs> Like, I do that regularly. I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. No, I'm not ready. So yeah, she was going to sleep at like ten some nights, which was really bad because she was five then. Is that terrible? Am I, I'm, I'm now. I, I, I'm, I'm going to make you feel better by saying that is that's a regular occurrence mm. in our house. I feel like the kids have just a lot of energy at that time, which I remember that though. I tortured my mum. I tortured my mum. I was like ready for full on in depth chats between the hours of eight and ten p.m. No. And I come in and bound on her bed, bound and go, tell me everything, tell me everything. No. And now it's coming back to haunt. Yeah, me. well, that is. Um, I, but I did none of that. I was so good. I remember getting dressed to go to a kids' disco. I was nine or ten and my mum doing my hair and I got my little dress on and I was yawning and as I was as my mum was doing this, I was like yawning. She's like, Are you a bit tired? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you want to put your head down on the table there? Like the kitchen table, because my friends were going to call for me and we're going how to old this. Are, how old are I you? was nine or ten. And you're like, I oh, never gosh. made it to the disco. I woke <laughs> up the next morning in my own bed. <laughs> so my dad had carried me. Terrible. I'm a, I'm a so sleeper. Sweet. I'm a sleeper. So what time do you get into bed? What time do you get into bed I, now? I, I, now, I mean, lately it's been very early, you know. when Like what time? Because like, I, 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 I am obsessed with Nine this. o'clock news. I'm usually like get into bed for the nine o'clock news yeah. and I watch that. Or I watch yeah. the top bit in bed. Is that very depressing though? No. No, no, because I know at least I'm going to get a couple of hours before she comes in. No, depressing to watch the news before you go to sleep. No, you see, I feel like I need to do that now because I'm not in media every single day. And that's been such a part of my life. Like okay. reading the papers was the first thing I did every single day. And I do, I do miss that part. But so I get, you know, when I get the news, I get the news kind of all day. But I like, I like the nine o'clock news. It's the only uninterrupted news I get all day. Yeah, but you have to listen to about world wars and then, and then your kid waking you up at three a.m. I feel like you, you, you know. maybe need to light some candles and listen to. A I should and burn some sage or something like that around yeah. my bedroom. Maybe, maybe I should watch something a little bit nicer. Yeah. <laughs> 
So tell us about your your life change and tell us about what your your life was like, your working life was um, like. I think my working life was like so many mums and dads listening right I now. I should do the intro actually. Hang yeah. on one sec. Okay, one sec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a pro. <laughs> Ready? Ready. Hello and welcome back to Aldi's Mummy and Me series podcast. Today I'm chatting with broadcaster, business owner and mother of three, Mairead Ronan. Mairead is the host of Ireland's Fittest Family, a former host of the Mairead Ronan show on Today FM, owner of hair care brand Faro, Woo! and mum to Dara, Eliza and Bonnie. That's me and Murphy the dog. And Murphy the dog, who we will discuss. We will. So tell us, you were t- you were saying, you're very welcome by the Thank way. Thank you, I'm delighted to be here. This is lovely. Uh, uh, lovely cup of tea, lovely setting and a uh, lovely host. Thank you so much. Um, so I was just saying, yeah, my life has changed so much in the last 12 months. So, and I knew it was going to change because I needed it to change. Yeah. I just felt like uh, an elastic band that was about to snap. I was doing the the show on Today FM, which I did love. I, I loved it and I had lovely rapport with my listeners. I was doing Ireland's Fitness Family and that still runs up now, even though it's all filmed. You're still doing the voiceovers all the time sure. and kind of press for it all the time. And Farrow has grown slowly every single year. So that involved more of my time, more hours and like three kids and I was just yeah. I, I just couldn't I couldn't do it all I, I thought I was kind of bad at my job at the radio I thought I wasn't giving Farrow enough time I definitely wasn't giving the kids and the family enough time so I decided to pack in the radio and the reason I went with that one is it's the one I'm doing the longest Yeah, I was 19 years there I was it would have been 20 years there if I'd stayed till March which just feels like <laughs> A, life, a lifetime. I don't feel old enough to have been anywhere like, twenty years. Exactly. Like I'm like <laughs> even the earth. I'm twenty seven. I mean, how have I been working in radio <laughs> for nineteen years? Doesn't make sense. Um, so, and it was also the one that was uh, the least flexible. Yes, you know, yes, you yes. have to be there every day at the same time. There's there's no flexibility with radio. You you have to be there. You have to do your show. Um, so whereas with Faro, it's flexible. I could work on that at ten o'clock at night if sure. I wanted, or six in the morning. Uh, kids are not flexible either. But I just I just needed I just needed a change. Yeah, and that's so brave though. It's so brave, and I admire that so much because it is like you know when you're in this um, narrative where you're like next week, next, next week, week, next week, week things will calm oh down. Oh my gosh, next week things will calm down. I was living in the next month, next month. Well, I don't like. Well, the voice service Fittest Family will finish next month, and then I won't be doing any press for Fittest Family, and then and then and then once we get the Christmas stock in for Farrow, they'll be fine. And once I do those, I I that's exactly how I was living my life, yeah. and. It just, it wasn't fair on on anyone kind of around me because I felt like I was doing the show, but I could have given the show definitely 20% more. Uh, and I, I just didn't have it to give. Um, so it was just all of the things. Never saw my friends. Like, oh gosh. You, you know, I, I, yeah. did, I wasn't seeing my friends. Um, you probably had no time for you either. You didn't oh, have gosh, No, no, no. And the kids call them smoochy dates because they watch Bluey and Bingo cartoon that they love and Bluey and Bingo's mom and dad go on smoochy dates and they were like, you never have a smoochy date with dad. I'm like, no. No, God, <laughs> no. I don't have time. <laughs> got to, poor Louis last on the list. <laughs> I don't have time to blow dry my own hair, hair with my own brushes. With my own brushes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I made the decision and... Uh, Was it a long time in your... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, but it's yeah. always that, isn't it, with big decisions? Yeah. That it's the it's hard. The harder part is coming to the decision. Coming. Then sometimes when you make the decision, you're like, ah, oh, yes. The exhale. Like I have to say, when I went in and I made the decision, and and, and the today from bosses were shocked, but they were really, really sound because. Well, I think they were they were sound because I wasn't going anywhere else. It wasn't like I'm just leaving an you and I'm going over to yeah. the other place. Yeah. I was like, I'm leaving you to just go home. I need to just kind of step off this treadmill. That's like on an incline and it's going really, really fast. And I think because I, 
I, I have this kind of split family. Like Dara is now 15 and a half and I have then Bonnie and Eliza in the six and four. I kept looking at Dara going like, he's, you know, six foot two. He's miles over me. He's a man, even though he's still a child. And I think from, you know, 11 to where he is now has just gone by in a in a blink. That's like so it's scary. It's really scary. And, and I think with teens... I don't know whether he needs me or not. <laughs> I want to be around sure. more in in those teenage years. So, so yeah, I said I said that to the boss, and they were like, "Okay, we get it. I understand." And 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 the boss said to me, "Look, I can't believe my daughter's gone to university now. I mean, I'm I'm shocked. So I get it. And um, but will you stay till the end of the year? So I handed my notice in in July, but didn't get to leave until December. So um, how did you feel for those? five or six months it's mad I, I actually felt awful and I felt dishonest because I wasn't allowed to tell anyone like anyone I wasn't allowed to tell anybody at all did I, you tell your husband he knew <laughs> actually he rehearsed it with the night before it was like oh. the closest thing we've ever got to role playing um, in our marriage this be, this, this. Re- rehearse my resignation at the oh, night before um, because you know well what if he says this or what if he says that or what if he says leave right now you just pack and you don't do your last show and I was like I'll be so sad but they didn't they didn't do any of that yeah he was actually Louis was very good at role playing um, he's a good boss. actor he's a good very actor very good yeah I mean I didn't, didn't know he had that side until that, that day but um, yeah like, and when I left the when I left the, the boss's office and I was walking back to my desk it was that like I, I almost like I floated back to my desk going I'm so happy and then in the days later going oh I feel so shitty because I'm lying to everyone around me like no, but, but no one around me knew the decision. Going to be, if there's going to be a downside, then if that's the downside, you can kind of nearly manage that. I know what you mean, but you you, you kind of had to. You weren't able to tell anyone. No, I but couldn't. But at least you're being honest with yourself. Yes. Thank you so go. much, guys. Yeah, Thanks, guys. thank you. I was definitely being honest with myself. But it, it, it's brave to do that because I think, you know, especially in this day and age as a woman and as a working mum, you kind of are like, we're meant to do it all, meant to do it all, meant yeah. to do it all. And listen, it works differently for different people. People have different circumstances and people oh, totally. have different needs that they kind of have to do something. But I do think oh, absolutely I can I can jump in on that I, there was a huge time in my life where this was not an option for me yes yeah, I yeah, had yeah, to yeah. take every single job going when Dara was a, a small and I was married before and that marriage ended like I had to work all of the jobs you know all of the media gigs that were going um so it wasn't it wasn't an option for me but I think looking at that and then in the situation I'm in now going I, I really love working but I don't have to right now and these are really precious years yeah. with the kids. Yeah. So I still work. Uh, I still work lots, but I just don't work every single day. Yes. And I kind of tailor it around yes. the, the hours there in school. Like I have nothing on next week. Midterm break. I will not work next week. Oh, that's so dreamy. And I'm, I'm able to do that Yes, now. yes, yes. I'm able to do that. So I'm Well, I'm before really if you had your, as you said, the solid structure of the radio show yeah. and then had to do all the extra bits in it and you can kind of convince yourself going, well, they're only the other little bits, bits, but that it eats into your bits. time. Three tiny little bits. Do you know when, you're, when you know you're, you have to save a little bit of energy for something else, you're just like, I'm, rat, I'm being rattier. I'm being, I'm, 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 as you say, not doing everything to, like as best as I maybe could be or give yourself a break. You see, the only thing, the one that person who's going to probably get the brunt of it is you're actually yourself because yeah. as you said you didn't see your friends yeah. you didn't have there's no you're going to be the last on the list oh I'm for totally the last on the list and then Louis just above that which is terrible absolutely terrible like, I was you like know, li- I was like why then Louis just say Murphy no, yeah. no Louis no 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 Murphy we, Murphy <laughs> actually was top higher dog. top dog and yeah, but they just dog. Dem- they'll just demand it and get it <laughs> do you feel now that like this was such a great decision to make now that you've kind of settled into truthfully life yeah. Uh, truthfully, I found it really, really hard. Did you? Because 
I think when you're used to being so busy, yeah, you can't not be busy. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I said I finished in 10th of December last year and then it was just like the mad rush Christmas and we were hosting Christmas dinner and we were doing all that. That was fine. So it's just like two weeks went by bang and I thought I would have all this like time to you know get on top of home paperwork and be you know really zen but actually what I did was I made myself so busy with other things that in February or March of this year I went what the fuck have I just done I gave up my and I'm busier. And now I feel busier. <laughs> like I'm why do I do this like to what? myself? Like, like filling well, your day because well, you're on a treadmill or you're still on like, the I think because in my head I was free from the the everyday grind of going into a radio studio, I said yes to other things. And and then I just I, I also went and did a, an amazing, a really amazing course. I'd encourage anyone female in it? business called Going for Growth. I did it, it was Enterprise Ireland and KPMG and I'd applied for it before and I didn't get it because I think my application was absolute pants. But I applied for it again last year and, and I got onto it. I got onto it this year. So that started in January. And it's it's how to grow your business. But that took up so much of my time. For me, it was going back to school. Like That's, that would that'd be worse. I haven't been in a learning environment in a million years. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know any of this stuff at all. So And that, do you have a business background? Did you know? No. I wouldn't know what they were saying. No, and that that, that was awful. So, I, you know, I, I, I own a business with, with two other girls, but I actually don't have a business background. And the language is completely different yeah. to radio and it's everything's like different it, all businesses pe- people are going to bring different skills exactly yeah. exactly but I'm I, I I did this course and I remember on day one sitting there going I don't know what a KPI is I just don't tell me what don't is. know what don't, and they're all and everyone everyone's talking about like you know it's really important and you get the right uh, KPIs and I'm like mm-hmm, yeah yeah mm, oh god you mm, have all over Google my KPIs. KPIs after class you know because I just and I wouldn't I didn't have the the courage to go what is the, what is that? What is it? It's key performance indicator. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, right, fine. Well, can we just say the words? Instead? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah, like I, that was day one, and I was on that for six months. So, uh, what was the hours of that? The hours were fine. Like you, you got homework, um, and it wasn't you. You met up only once a month, so that was like as in one full day a month. But you had homework, and you had things to mark all along the month until yeah. the next month. So, you know, it, it just meant I was doing stuff every single day on the business that I had never done before. So I got really annoyed at myself then going, I've given up work, spent time with the kids and here I am. It's 10 past seven and I'm in the little office at home doing stuff that I don't understand. Oh, this is harder. <laughs> this is hard. basically harder. What have I done? Um, but actually the course was amazing and I was really, really glad I did it. But uh, funny enough, the last day of the course in June, they asked me to 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 speak, so they picked one person from each group, and uh, they asked me to speak. Which I, it, it sounds ridiculous coming from the background that I, you know, had a radio show and I'm a TV presenter and here chatting to you with a microphone. I hate, 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 hate public speaking. Do you? Oh my god, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. What what is it about it? I always feel like it's why you, when you have to try and inspire people, you're like, oh no, do I have to try? And come up I mean, something I'm, amazing? I'm really boring. <laughs> like, I just, I so I, far from boring. But you know when you have to impart like serious wisdom, you're just going. Eh. But it was also like the kind of the journey of the business and where we come and where we start and where we are now and and there's way more impressive people in the audience 
than me. So I was so nervous about this speech that to make, which was going to be like, you know, seven, eight minutes, not very long, considering a two-hour radio show every day and I just a lot of talking. <laughs> but I stayed up the night before. It was around 2.30, funny enough, you talking about the... Peak the creative peak time. Peak creative time. And I, and I finished writing what I was doing and I'm printing it off. I'm like, I was so tired. And Louis, my husband, was away at the time. So, you know, my, my child might come in the next day. But Eliza had been complaining for the previous couple of days of a sore arm. Oh, no. Like a really sore arm. And I'm like, okay. So I had to, I had to, had to, had to go. It was the final day of the course. I had to turn up for it. But it's weird. The pit in my stomach all that day, I kept thinking, something wrong with Eliza's arm. Like, she never complains, ever. She just doesn't, she's not a complainer. That's handy. I mean, she's getting up in the middle of the night, but if yeah. she's not giving out about it. She doesn't get out about it, grand. but she's fine. She wasn't getting up in the middle of the night then with a sore arm. Um, so this was on a Tuesday and all the girls were going for food and drinks after the course. And I was so tempted because I had a babysitter and I went, do you know what? I'm not. I'm going to go home. I think I have to take my, my daughter to Swift Care and just check out her arm. So I did. And uh, I did the speech and that was all fine. And I legged it and sweaty and, you know, feeling all nervous after doing it. But went home, um, brought Eliza to Swift Care. And um, no, her arm had been broke. Her arm was broken. Five days. Stop it. It was broken. Did she have it? Did she just? So I had her in one of those fun, soft play areas. Oh, um, God. The Thursday before, Thursday late afternoon. But maybe their bones are so soft it wasn't like it didn't feel as sore. Well, the doctor who saw her, <laughs> I'll never forget open. his face. It was, so, it was oh, such no. an amazing doctor. Dr. Manny was his name. And he got her to do three little exercises. You know, put her hands kind of like as if she's being arrested. Yeah. You know, like can you put your hands behind your back like you're being arrested? And she couldn't really do that. But she could do the other two exercises he asked her. And he's like, okay, she can do two out of three. But you know what? Because she can't do three out of three, I'm going to x-ray her, but really don't like x-raying kids unnecessarily. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, go, yeah, I'm yeah. going to. And I was like, Grant, I think she's just kind of pulled a muscle yeah. in her arm. And he's like, yeah. And then I knew he came He came down and he was like, yeah, out of the waiting room, Queen Eliza, is there a Queen Eliza here? And she was laughing, like going in. I said, like, could you sit down there on that throne, Queen Eliza? I just want to talk to your mummy out here. And I knew when he was talking to me away from her. And he said, I am so stunned that her arm's broken all the way across and the fact that she has not cried. Complained. Oh, like, what a trooper. No, I've, like, I haven't recovered. I genuinely haven't Why? recovered. Why? Because you felt... You felt you because we missed it. Because yeah, but in fairness, if she was wailing on the ground no, and you she were like, wasn't. come here, you'd be fine. Well, we took her swimming on Saturday. She went swimming like a couple of days beforehand uh, with a broken arm. Like she sounds like a she's really tough. Like, like that, <laughs> that that is yeah. But listen, you did you 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 stayed in. You didn't go out. and You did bring her to Swift Care, and then yeah. discovered her arm had been broken for five days. And when I rang my husband, and he was away, and he oh. was out having a couple of jars, and he was like, you know, eating food, and he was like, he actually wanted to vomit. He's like, oh Jesus Christ, I'm getting a first flight home tomorrow. Oh, you know, does she need surgery? And I'm like, I don't know if she needs surgery. I don't know. And was that another moment then? Where you're like, right, I'm not going to go back to college again. For um, a well, while. that was the last day of the course, and I got so annoyed with myself because I had been really busy in the days up to the final day of the course so I really did beat myself up about that now I've been because I've been with you her thought Thursday. that you had missed something yeah but it, it, you know it's mad when we spoke to her school the teacher was like I'm shocked yeah. she, she was in yard on Friday there you go <laughs> 
There you go. You need to give yourself a break. Um, well, yeah. she did. She yeah, did. maybe I need to give myself a break. It's just lies. It's like proper, hardcore, tough. But you think if you even were there around 24 hours a day, you that you would still, you'd still feel guilty about something. I know. Do, do yeah. you feel, is it a tangible guilt that you feel when you were, when you feel like you're distracted or busy? I feel like, I feel a, I do. a heaviness. I do. I feel like, um, like, you know, when I was on the laptops of like cooking dinner and then I have the laptop open and I'm like, maybe doing a few invoices for Pharaoh while the girls are sitting over there. And even then I feel guilty. But as someone, someone I wish I could remember, but I can't. My, my mind is gone now as well since I gave up work. My brain is gone to like mush. <laughs> someone, I wish I could remember who gave me these wise words, but what? someone in my life said, when you're at home with kids, and it's, and it's particularly with younger kids, they don't really need you or want you they just want you there yes like just so so you have to think of yourself as a plant pot like yeah. you're just you're a plant that's that's it that's what you, you're just there you're just going to be there yeah. and you bring joy to them and that's just it you don't really have to do a whole lot I was like okay I'm a plant now I am a plant I'm a plant and then the plant when they get older becomes you need to know, get out of the pot big tree that minds <laughs> them yeah I think always into be I know but it, listen it, it like it is hard you've got your own things that you kind of want to do and yeah. it probably takes a while to decompress and then change your own habits yeah because as you say if you were such a doer that you're not going to overnight switch off like you did a full course you did no. all these things and you're you're probably somebody who likes to be busy anyway, but it's just... I don't know if I like being busy. I just feel guilty when I'm not busy. I, I, I get that. So, I, I, and I do think that comes from my parents um, because my parents were always really hardworking and... Did, you, did your mum work? My mum worked part-time. Did always she? worked part-time. What did, what did she, she do? Was, um, she was a waitress and she worked for um, a catering company. Yeah. So, she her work was always very much last minute because because she, she wasn't full-time, they would call and say, oh, look, the numbers have gone up for a wedding. We need an extra. Someone worked at weddings or massive functions or, you know, like balls. And that she would serious catering as well. And then, but she always got the calls for funerals as well. Mum got the calls for funerals. They went smaller numbers and they'd always want someone like her. Um, I think she was just really good in those situations. Um, do you remember that? And do you, do you I remember? remember yeah, I, re- I remember her um, working. And, and then she would, it, her work would be really busy kind of from now till Christmas. Yeah. And I remember, I always remember her saying things like, you know, I have a double shift on Thursday, so I should say to my dad, so it's chips and beans for everybody. That was dinner because she was like, dad would come in from work and it was just like, chips in the deep fat fryer and beans were going to be the dinner because he wouldn't have time to do something yeah. else and she would not have time to do yeah. anything because she would work maybe a shift in the morning. How many kids How many kids are in your so family? It's, it's three, but um, so three girls, um, I've said uh, multiple times and I'll continue to say it until the day I die, that my much older sisters, I have two sisters that are much older than me and that came out of um, an interviewer years ago thought I was an only child and I said no no I have two sisters I'm like I'm really close to my sisters but they're nine years and 12 years older than me so I was a big surprise in fact I was such a surprise it's kind of kind of funny my mum thought she was really sick like really really sick she she had cancer she was so sick and it wasn't just vomiting like her entire body had given up when she was pregnant on me in the really early 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 days. days and um and then she was actually in, in hospital because my grandmother was dying. So my dad's mum was dying and she didn't want to burden my dad with like, oh, I feel awful. I'm, I'm, I think I'm dying too. So she She's Eliza then. She's, she's like, I'm just going to keep, keep quiet on yes, this one. Yes, I'm going to keep quiet on this one. She went down. She actually went to, I think it was called casualty at the time because I remember her telling me the story. It wasn't like A&E. Yeah. She went down to casualty. casualty yeah. yeah. And um, and she's just like, I'm, I'm so ill. I'm, I'm really ill. And um, and they found out she was pregnant. Yeah. So How she, did was, she was she was, she was at a 40 massive and um and at the time she said in the return to hospital she 
felt like she was like 400. But I'd say as a first time mum back in those days it would. But did women not then still keep having kids until yeah. they couldn't have kids? kids. Yeah, there I was think a bit of a, there was kind of two sides to it. There was, but I think at the time and at the month and the ward she was in, she was like, you yeah. know, granny age, you know, like everyone <laughs> was like 22 and there she was like, oh. Um, but I'm, yeah, was, she ner- was she nervous? No, no, she wasn't nervous at all. And she actually, funny enough, after she had me, she never felt better, which was mad. So she felt really ill during the pregnancy. But when she had me, she felt amazing. That's because you were a little amazing. ray of sunshine and had arrived. Yeah, she called me Kim. Did she? I was Kim for two days. I was going to say two years. I was like, that's going to be, that's a weird one. That would be weird. Yeah. For two days, I was called Kim Farrell. Um, um, And then my my two sisters, my older sisters came in to see me. And Simone, who's my eldest sister, is like, you can't. Mommy, you can't call her Kim because the dog at the top of the road is called Kim. And we can't have our baby being called Kim when the dog, the dog at the top of the road is called Kim. How do you feel about this? Would you prefer Mariah or Kim? I don't know. I think now, like Kardashian, my Bum is much smaller than hers, but I don't know. I, you know, your name is your name and it's, I don't know. I love when people have babies and then don't name them for like three months. Yeah, you call the baby by its surname, Baby <laughs> how's O'Leary. You, how's your, yeah, how's, <laughs> how's Baby O'Leary doing? Baby O'Leary. Still with the wristband from hospital. How's Baby O'Leary? Baby O'Leary's starting school. <laughs> We're still, we have, we've narrowed it down to two names. Happy news from Aldi. We've topped the leaderboard at the National Parenting Product Awards with 22 wins, making us the most awarded retailer. There were goals for our organic Mamiya baby food range, Mamiya Ultra Dry Junior Plus Nappy Size 5 Plus, and Mamiya Premium Newborn Mini Size 2 Nappies voted the nation's best nappies by parents in Ireland. So, mum and dad, not using Mamiya nappies yet? Oof, could be time for a change. Aldi, every day amazing. So your relationship with your sisters, is that has that been a really special thing in your life that you, because of that dy- dynamic that they're older? Yeah, I suppose um, Olga, who I'm really, really close to Olga. Uh, I'm close to both my sisters. But uh, Olga and myself wouldn't have had an amazing relationship growing up because I think she hated the fact that I was born. Okay, you know, she not, was not ideal. She was nine <laughs> and she was like the baby. And then I came along and took all of my mum's attention away from her. So uh, it's funny I have I have made sure that that didn't happen in my family because there's nine years between Dara and Eliza, so I was really. How did Dara feel about you having? Uh, I mean, he, he little babies now. He's obviously he's loves them. Uh, he's delighted now. I, I don't know. I, I mean, when I told him, he was really really happy, and I think he wanted it to be a girl. Yeah. You know, so and he's he really glad he could still be the boy. Um, but now I don't think he could imagine his life with, without them, you know, he just, he couldn't. Did you always want to have, uh, like... M- more kids, kids or kids? I always, I always wanted to have kids. Yeah. I always, always wanted to have kids. But for a long time after I had Dara, I would have thought that he was going to be my only one. Um, and how was that? I, I was kind of sad about that. But at the same time, it weirdly gave me a lot of freedom. And by that, I think if someone went through what I went through at a young age and I mean like a marriage breakup so I'd lost my mum in like my early 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 20s I didn't start grieving properly grieving my mum till Dara was born really? no not what, at all what not was at the, all the eight, the time like six years seen. and I know that sounds bizarre but when mum died I was uh, I turned 21 the next day so she died oh my uh, God. yeah and so the next day I was 21 and she'd been so sick but it was like a short illness like it was like 14 weeks she'd been sick before she'd gotten well again and then she got really sick and we knew you know she wasn't going to recover and I don't know if it was my age or my placing in the family or because everyone else fell apart like my two sisters fell apart my dad 
fell apart. Like fell after apart. After she had, just after she had died. Yeah, fell apart. And I I had got my place in Ballyferma College and I'd had these conversations with mom that I wanted to go and do media. So I felt like she's helped me get that place. I actually got my place the day of her funeral. I got the letter the day of her funeral. I know. Um, but I remember... Did you think that was her looking after Oh, totally did. Because I remember going home from her funeral and the house was all in darkness and mum hated that. Like, you know, she always wanted lamps on and the, you know, light on outside the house. So that was really awful. But there was post there and the one was saying, you've, you know, you've got your place. You start on this date in September in, in the media course in Ballyfermot. And I was like, okay, mum's going to mind me. Even though she's gone, she's going to mind me. But I went very much into the place of she was sick and she was in pain and she's not in pain now and I'm happy about that. So that sounds bizarre to it say I was actually, happy. No. I wasn't happy she was gone, but I and I lived properly lived with that for like five, five and a half years. I was like, no, she nobody should go through that. Like, I don't want any I never want anyone to go through that. So if that happens to my dad, I want him to go quickly. If that happens to me, I want to go quickly. And mum refused uh, treatment at that point as well. So, you know, I felt like she was in control of it. Um, but then when I got pregnant and I had Dara on its it actually all kind of came crashing down. Like as soon as you'd had him. Yeah. And, and it, was wasn't a, she... it wasn't a baby blues thing. Because I know a couple of people have said that to me. It definitely wasn't that. It was, it sounds really silly. But I didn't, I didn't realise up until that point how much I was loved by my mum. Like until you, until you have your own kids. Like I, you know, I, I knew I was loved, obviously my whole life. But when I had him I was like oh Jesus Christ I didn't realise this was how much you know she loved me and nurtured me and minded me and the chats we had and I I kind of started going back to the little chats we'd have at lunch every day before I went to school I could remember from our old house you know after I had Dara so it, it was a weird grieving thing so like my sisters were kind of coming out of it and I was really only going into going it going into it and then Kind of shortly after that, like the my marriage ended, and like that's like another whole grieving process. How old so the Dara, what, oh, I I don't know because you can never. It's a weird. There's no. It's like a no, decision making thing. It's not. There's, there's no. There's no, no, there's no one day. It yeah. didn't happen on a you know sure. a Wednesday in March. You know, I actually don't know, but it was, you know, he was probably two you know, ish ish. God, right, that's a lot. I mean, to yeah, go yeah, it. It, it was, and it's awful, and I, you know, it's awful for everybody. Like it's awful for everybody, awful for him, for me, for both families. It's awful. Um, but and I, so I would have thought then I definitely am not going to have any more kids. I'm definitely never going to get married again. That's that done. That didn't work out. And I would have thought a lot about. Well, sure, no one will want to date me. Really? Yeah, no one will want to date me because I've got a little boy. I've got I've got a child, so nobody will want to date me. So that was like, did you? Was that you feeling it, or me? did you feel no, that from an from no, an outside? No, no. Oh God, no! Because I didn't want to date anybody. Oh my God, I was allergic to dating anybody, uh, and I really didn't. I didn't at all for Jesus yonks. But I I definitely felt that. And having talked to other people who've since marriages have ended, they've all felt that. And actually, the guys have felt it too. You know, so the, it's the guys weird. who have had marriage breakups, breakups with so said, and have yeah, had kids. Yeah, well, no, because I've got an ex-wife, so no one's really going to want to date me. You know, so it's a weird thing, um, and it's also you're carrying this failure. Like, well, if a marriage didn't work out, so obviously dating her is not going to work out. You know, that's it's a, it's. A, I feel like you came into that of being a new mum, yeah, and having and de- dealing really with a different layer of having lost your own mum, and then a marriage breakdown, yeah, and then going, what is lot. my life going forward? <laughs> that know. is a lot. I know, but the mad thing was when. I met Louis 
I met Louis and it was very, you know, early days. It was really lovely. I'd see him once a week and I was like really kind of see him once <laughs> strict <a week. laughs> on that. I'm like, I don't have time to see you. And then once a week, he was like, well, okay, that's grand. That's fine. Once a week suits me. It's okay. But it's weird. I kind of mentioned it earlier on. I felt free in that. I wasn't under pressure of like, I need to have kids because I'm now like, I'm 30. I'm like, what if I don't have a child in the next few years? You had your, you had your I had, kid. I had my little boy. So that was very, very freeing in that I could date Louis with absolutely no pressure on where we were going. Yeah. Like, I liked seeing him once a week. He liked seeing me once a week. How long did you go with the once a week thing? I don't know. Maybe six, maybe six months, honestly. Yeah. You were busy. We were, yeah. And, and well, I guess you also had your son to look after on top of work stuff. On so. top of work stuff, on top of just kind of sussing out my, my, new, my new life. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want any more commitment than that. But I wasn't seeing anybody else and he knew that and he wasn't seeing anybody else. So it was, it was really nice. But definitely the fact that I had Dara meant it's okay if we continue dating for the next couple of years like this because I don't feel that like massive pressure that maybe some women who do want to have children might be under yeah. at 34 or go, Well, are we going to do this? Is, are we gonna, is, is, is this is happening? Are we not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't, yeah, that wasn't there. And I think that actually gave us this beautiful early relationship and friendship was because I didn't ever have to have those conversations because I, I didn't want to have them because I was just enjoying being, maybe being happy with being, being happy, happy with someone and having yeah just that exactly and your that. fear of people before you went into that of people saying oh you know she has a, she has a child was that ever the case did anyone ever do you no ever one, think you got that no one ever said it to me no one ever said it to me well that's really lovely in for fact, other people I was in asked the same out. position I know I was actually asked out by loads of people which was quite shocking and I was like no God no I'm no no uh, lots of people asked me out but that's I just, good yeah that's I know great. but I was, yeah I didn't, I didn't well then it's funny it. isn't it that we hold it you know we can be so protective of ourselves and you uh, like and this mean, perception mean and thing and mean to ourselves yeah. and harden ourselves but maybe that was self-protection as well because you're just I going, I, I, that's a lot to have gone through and I need to, you know. Yeah. But a lovely way to meet somebody, as you say, without any kind of going, I need, oh, you know, yeah. th- this needs to be What's a happening in three years? What's happening? What's <laughs> happening? Just go, and, and nice to feel like a happiness and no, with yeah. no plan. Yeah, so it was, it was really, really lovely. It was really lovely. It's actually when Louis proposed to me, <laughs> he got me so, so off guard. I mean, like genuinely so. <laughs> and that's not easy. It's not easy. Um, We'd actually been on holidays in the Maldives about four or five months beforehand. And there was one day in the Maldives I went, oh, Jesus Christ, is he going to propose today? Oh, no. Oh, my God. I mean, obviously I say yes. But, oh, my God, it's definitely happening today. Better, like, fix my hair. And he didn't. I'm wrecked. I'm wrecked from being, like, basically preened to an inch of my life. But it was like I was on the holiday and that was the only time in our entire relationship that I ever thought he was... Going Maybe to, going to. And he didn't. So um, anyway, we, we, we went on uh, like a family holiday and we had Dara obviously with us and, and we had Dara's little best pal with us too. So, you know, we two kids on the holiday with us and I was reading, I sound very fancy now, I was reading The Economist. Wow. <laughs> you're doing business courses, you're reading The Economist. I was reading The I Economist. And um, I, yeah, I was reading this really interesting piece and it was like, you know, midday or before midday, it might have been like half 11 in the morning and he's starting this, I'm not going to go into because it it's private, but we were having this lovely, you know, lovely chat. But I hadn't taken my eyes off the magazine. Do you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, it's going, next year's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fab. It's really exciting things next year. And then he did, like, he, you know, he 
he finished saying what he was doing. So it was really, really shocking. Like he completely, completely got me uh, off guard. And it was, it was lovely because Dara was just there. So he was... He wasn't in on it. And did then you he finished the article or did you put it down I, at that I stage? Did, I did put the article down. I thought it was only right to put the magazine down. I can go back to the magazine later. But, you were, but Dara was there with you. Dara was there. and So beautiful. Yeah, it was really, really, really lovely. He was over the moon. So it was, yeah, it was fab. It must be extra special to fall in love with somebody who is all encompassing of the life that you had coming into it. And yeah. your little boy and yeah. a future with all three of you. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, Dara was best man at the wedding and he, was, he made a speech at the wedding and it was so cute because he was only eight and yeah he made a did lovely he write speech. His own speech he did he did and it was so cool because he had it on an iPad because he like didn't trust paper um, so he had it on an iPad on the day and he read it he was yeah he was fab so and did you talk to Dara then about maybe ha- having more kids at that stage were you like well you know we m- might have might, more children yeah I mean it, it, that, that chat was had with them but it, it's funny like he was eight years of age so I thought you know we might we might get a dog we might <laughs> might Got a baby? We don't. We don't know. And he was like, "Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, it's grand." You know, he was just happy and he was confident in himself. And yeah, he was. It was fine. So we got. We did get a dog, and we surprised him with a dog. Um, and then I found out um, that I was pregnant on, on Eliza. Oh so, my god! I was telling outside that we yeah, had the same. So you had Irish same. twins. One was just hairy, and one was, when, not, was not less hairy. Not hairy. Yeah, and they're both e- as pretty <laughs> as each other. They're both so cute. Um, yeah. So we got Murph. So everything changed. So your family life went from this to then. Growing and growing and growing. Yeah, yeah. And how was it different being a, a mum again with that gap? Was it easier? I, was it? I, I have to say, I was definitely more chilled. Um, I think. Look, first time mum, you kind of don't know what you're doing. You're winging it the whole time. And Daryl was a really, really easy baby, so he kind of showed me how to be a mum. Like I fed him, I didn't know what I was doing, but he was fine. He was just a really good baby. And then with Eliza. She was a different type of baby. She didn't sleep as long. She didn't. She's still, she still, still not. She's still not. Here I am talking about Eliza's sleep again. Any day now. She just doesn't need. She's good in ways in that she won't complain if she, she breaks doesn't a complain if She limb. breaks bones, but she, my God, she wakes up every night. I must check to see. Just get her a scan. Maybe she has another broken bone that I don't know about. Yeah, she's been tell, trying to tell you for six years. Uh, yeah. Coming in the middle of the night, she's like, guys, please yeah. do the x-ray on the leg. But she's a different, she's a, she was a totally different baby, but it was, it was, Really, really lovely because I really appreciated having her. And I suppose what I mean is I had Dara, I was so young, like I was 26 all during their pregnancy. I mean, I felt like I was a baby myself. And here I was, you know, 35 and I had Dara 27 and here I was now 35, you know, no, was it 36? 36 when I had Eliza. And, you know, I just felt like really, really lucky to have this other baby that I didn't think I'd ever get to have. That's so really special. Uh, it was, it, it was, and it, it still, it still is. Like I do, kind of still pinch myself, and and you know, to go and have Bonnie. Then, you know, two years after that is, uh, it, it was, it was just really, really lovely. And Dara was amazing, and and my maternity leave was so good for him because he had never had me at home. Yeah. So for my maternity leave, I, I mean, I was producing the Ian Dempsey breakfast show all during the pregnancy. How did you do that when you're sick? (laughs) Can we just discuss that? Yeah. How? 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 And it's usually when they say morning sickness. I had I had morning, afternoon, day and Did night you? sickness on no. my second. But it's it's if it is at its worst at, at that time of the day, how do you do that? I didn't actually have morning sickness on either of the girls. I was violently ill on Dara. I mean, really? V- I'm 
so, so bad. I drove down a one-way street the wrong way. I was so ill. I probably should have got a taxi to work. So this was like working on the Ray Darcy show a million years ago. And I was so ill, but I, I never travelled without a bag, a plastic bag to puke into. Oh, and I was so sick. I was like, I'm going to be so ill. I need to go into work to tell them I have to go home. That's what That was my thinking. I was so sick. I need to get to work quickly to tell Ray I couldn't. Did they know? Did they, they know knew, that you were pregnant? They knew at okay. this stage. And I'm like, I have to go in to show face to say I made the effort, but I'm so ill. But look into the but bag. But look into the bag. But at the end of the street, there was a guard on a motorbike who was ready to, you know, give out to me as guards rightly should if you drive if down, a one-way, down street, a one-way street uh, the wrong way. And I was whiter than white and I had the bag and I was like, I don't know what, I think I was like 15 weeks pregnant because I remember it was it was kind of up to like 16, 17 weeks. I puked, it wasn't up to like 12. And um, I was like, I'm so sick. I'm having my first baby and, and I'm sorry, I just need to get there. And he... he he escorted me. Stop it. I was trying to say, please say he was kind. Oh my God, he was so, so nice. So nice. I'd Whoever that guard was, Jervis, Jervis Street, um, 2006. There we go. We well, just that need was someone you. to go. This is good. It's okay. It's You're okay. Be okay. Yeah, but with with the with producing the breakfast show on Eliza, I, I had que- a lot of queasy days, but I never actually got sick. But I was in work so early. I, I was in work at like ten to six in the morning, sitting at your desk, turning it on, turning your computer on, oh looking my God, at the papers. Green. <laughs> green. <laughs> but it was it was actually a fab job because Ian is like in good form every morning so Ian would come in at like 6.30 oh yeah morning going up to get my coffee anyone want a coffee and he would just kind of bound in and then go up the stairs and up to get his coffee and uh, and then Mario was always great fun to be around and it was a really really lovely team two other people on the team who I'm still really good mates with Charlie and Shauna so they would have you've got good like good energy there so if you're you're not feeling great they they picked you up so what do you do so when you're producing then are you you're you're kind of producing the whole show you're making it everything Everything, yeah. So it's everything from what stories in, what cover to you know the kickers on the news, like you know the and finally, because you've had dreadful, dreadful, dreadful news and on breakfast radio and on a lot of commercial radio, you need an and finally to lift people up after the awfulness of all the news. Were you extra emotional when you don't when you're you, you, feeling I, tired and unwell? There's, there's definitely there's there's been stories over the years in the papers that have left a mark on me sure. you know certain trials or that you I would struggle I would struggle with so I don't know how a lot to do with, ki- with kids oh. uh, since you know having kids as well it's just I can't I can't I can't exactly no. so what I would and that's not something we would have been doing on the breakfast show except no. the, the, the news of course. 7 and 7.30 were, or and 8 and 8.30 and 9 you know you're hearing it all day and you're, you're still reading all about it so I would have found that quite hard but the breakfast show was a great show to work on during that time and they were really good to me and then I decided um after that, for another another change after the maternity leave, I just kind of decided to freelance for a little bit. Yeah, and that was uh, that was like my dipping my toe into that world. I'd never done it before. Where you're out of a routine thing, and, routine. You, and you're doing it yourself. Yeah, and um, I, I, yeah. So I would have I I I would have done different TV shows, and it was all fun and a travel show, which was great fun. You've done so much. So you've been hosting Ireland's Fittest Family for ten years. Ten years, and all of the you did you did Dancing with the Stars. Oh yeah. How did you do that? I don't know, and I I, I swear <laughs> to God, Amy. I don't. When know I was in the middle of it. <laughs> I kept saying, what the hell am I doing here? Because 
Bonnie was so small. How small was Bonnie? Well, she was four months uh, when I started training. What? Is the part oh, of you no. going, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to have a It was. I mean, I'm going to look amazing. I'm never going to lose this weight. Otherwise, if I just dan- I'm going to dance it off. I'm going to dance my way through j- having j- literally just had a baby. Yeah. Um, so How? I, I don't think I was able to stand up straight for I, she, I had a months. really easy pregnancy <laughs> and I had a really easy birth. And I, did, I kept saying that because, you know, there was mums getting in touch with me on Instagram going, how are you not weighing yourself when you did that lift the other night? I'm like, no, I didn't. That's not happening to me. Maybe you should see your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should talk yeah. to your doctor physio, about physio, this. Physio, 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 physio. Yeah. Um, kegels, so, kegels, I, kegels. I, yeah, it's a really easy uh, pregnancy, really easy birth. And Bonnie was such an easy baby. I mean, she still is. We kind of forget still, we have her. Still pretty ledge, though, of you to be able, because I, I, I've never done it. I have, I have friends who have done it. I've been asked to every, every year to do it. And I just, could not do it. I would be Eliza with a one broken limb. I can't. I have no coordination. I can I was laughing with when Brian and Arthur came on to do oh, yeah. an episode. I first met Arthur years ago. He was a he's a choreographer yeah. and he had choreograph, choreographed a dance that we had to do for a TV show mm. and I'm still traumatized from that. Okay. He was the kindest person and that's actually when I just fell in love with him because yeah. it's like he's being so nice to me. Yeah. I could not do it. So if anyone asked me to like that is I I couldn't and I would have to work you know the way they always say with dancing with the stars you have to it's the hours the pre, like the, hours. the the dancing. I would have to I I'd have to stay up 24 hours a day. Yeah, well, you know, it felt like that <laughs> to sometimes too. <laughs> did you cry much? I think I'd be crying a lot. Uh, I did a couple of times, I, but I, I was telling you earlier on, I'm so good at sleeping. Um, there's a couple of days during rehearsals where we'd have our lunch and I'd say, I just need to lie down on my jacket. So I'd fold up my jacket on the floor in the rehearsal studio and I'd take like a 40 minute nap. Like you're like the little baby that you're away from. And everyone's just going, Marie, has, <laughs> have we burped snooze. her? She's yeah. going to go for a tiny <laughs> nap. And then I'd be fine after my little nap. I'd get going again. But I, I, no That's one was impressive. more surprised than me that um, I was still there, you know, at the end and I won. But I, I didn't win for my dancing because I, I, I wasn't the best dancer. I won, I think, because a lot of women watching vote for me because... Well, that is seriously impressive and like hats off and and it's probably something lovely to do for you when oh, you've had like was. you've had and a lovely parasite in your body for yes. nine months and yeah. then go, okay, something for me, but it's just impressive four months, four months later. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah no, it was. So she was five months old the day show one went out. Um, I mean, the day I did my first to get your fitness back after and, and it was kid. my fitness was totally on the floor <laughs> oh Louis has this hilarious video at home and actually I, I, I've, I've thought about sharing it and then I went no it's too much it's too much I but I, I share it with me when I it was when, when I had a, I said yes to Dancing with Stars and I said okay I'm going to do it and Joanne, who is like works uh, work with you know, and you Joanne know Joanne, Joanne, Joanne. Ledge, um, she was telling me that I was mad, I was crazy. She's like, "You, you are your fitness is on the floor. It is not <laughs> fair to do this to yourself. Like, do it next year instead." And I'm like, "No, no, no. I want to do. I want to do it now." So I kind of overruled Joanne and I did it. But so she rang me back after that conversation, which was, you know, it was kind of heated, and um, she said, "Okay, well, if you're doing it." then you better start doing some YouTube videos uh, to improve your flexibility. Because <laughs> if you have no her. flexibility, you will be gone. Week oh my one. God, you sound like her. Oh, I could do a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a good one. <laughs> you you will, will be, be gone. gone. And I'm telling you, you'll be gone. So I, I had <laughs> like Dara's iPad in, and Louis watching TV. Uh, the dog is like walking around. The fire is lighting because it's, it's winter. It's obviously, it's probably around now, October when I accepted it. So Bonnie was two months old when I 
I said I'd do it. I'm and Bonnie off. is sitting like this teeny tiny little like baby chair bouncer thing just like kind of looking around her. Eliza is kind of roaming around playing with toys and the TV's on and I I've got I've got like a I think a, a Joe Wicks or something on an iPad and I'm doing an exercise routine and in all, a leotard uh, like and you know like the tight leggings and a, and a top and it's everything's everywhere and I was breastfeeding so the boobs are gigantic like, were you breastfeeding during dancing? I did for for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I did. I was still breastfeeding. What are you doing a wee? Like if you if somebody like lifts you up and then it's no, just a I was pumping. Fling. I was pumping. They are not. They're not tassels. They're not. That's not tassels. <laughs> I need a really dark color costume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that video is just when I I watched that and then I saw where I was a couple of months later. I'm like, oh my god, it was like night and day. You know, super mom. Like also kind of fun for Dara. I don't know if you're doing the school run and it's just like and then you're heading off in like yeah, little se- sequence. It, it's, it's 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 funny because uh, he really enjoyed it then the age he was. Yeah. Now I couldn't do dancing now because he's fifteen and he would just want die to die. Yeah, yeah. Die. Um, Marie, do you, do you do you talk to your kids about your mum? Oh and yeah, all you? the time, and 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 it makes me laugh because Bonnie, being four, just says it as it is like on the piano there's a beautiful um, photo of my mum I was like oh do you miss your mum today randomly she said this to me on Sunday and I said yeah I do yeah because she's dead oh, I said yeah I know. she's dead so I'm happy but I'm actually <laughs> just the honesty end of the night was like falling about the place laughing but she she knows that she was my mum she knows that I love her um and she has her other Gigi she called Louie's mum she's really really close to and I have to say Louis's mom really has been um, like a super soap mom to me for the last twelve years since we met, and uh, like she really has been a, an amazing mum figure to me That's as well. Gorgeous. Which sounds kind of weird that she's Gosh. like both our moms, like mine and Louis. I want her too. Can, can she also? <laughs> come in she's yeah. She really, she really is the best. And That's I think really my mum and her would have got on really well, which kind of makes me sad. But yeah, it's kind of it's it's awful and I feel still a bit robbed of of mum because I'm no longer without her. I am 21 years without my mum. So that happened this year. So I'm longer on the planet without her than I was with her, which uh, was kind of a bit of a moment this yeah. year, you know, going, God, I really didn't have her at all. That's what it feels like. But How are you like your mum? Um, I'm like her in so many ways in the leave her alone kind of with, with my parenting style. But I Mom shouted when things went wrong. And I mean, she went from naught to 100. And the bizarre thing was about her, she went crazy over things that weren't that important. But when she was facing her illness, she was like the calmest person in the room and was never shouting or never angry. Um, But my mum had a temper and I have taken that and not brought it into my mm-hmm. mothering. I don't shout at the kids. I mean, to be honest, I'm looking at some of them now going, they should be shouted at a little bit more. But um, yeah, I I'm really made a conscious effort not to shout at the children because I think when you're shouting, you're losing. And yeah. mum, when she starts shouting, my ears just closed over and I was like, no, oh, she's ranting now. I'm not going to yeah, listen yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very hard, very, very hard to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of glad and Mairead, tell us about your 
um, you you work out with my sister-in-law. I do. I work out with Sue. <laughs> Sexy Sue. <laughs> Sue. I, I love I Sue. adore Sue. Uh, like, what, what a great like fitness partner. So obviously you're, you've been presenting Ireland's Fitness Family mm-hmm. for years and years. So fitness is a big part of your life. It, it is. But I, I suppose when you see fitness now, I think all we're presented with especially on Instagram is like perfect fitness oh good luck and I I, th- I do think that's kind of all we see all the time um, I am the very moderate fitness I am I'm fit I always think I'm fitter than I look um, and you look great and, but I, I, I am I'm, I'm fit um, I'm happy with my level of fitness now I work out regularly I, I enjoy it and it's really enjoyable to have someone uh, like, do it, well, like, like Sue, Sue is who good definitely crack. pushes me much harder than I push myself. Like you know, She loves it and she's into she's cooking and she's into food and she's into fitness. It just gives her, that's just in Brian's family. Oh, yeah. They just kind of get that buzz from it. But I, 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 and I don't know if you feel this in light of your mum's health. I do think that there's a huge part that... I, I just I want to be fit and strong for my children. Yeah. And 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 healthy. Healthy enough. I don't I'm not going to beat myself up over, you know, also enjoying life. Yeah. But if you're if you've got a level of fitness, if you can pick, I don't know, just be there. Pick be, up your 4-year-old, you know, cuz still yeah. wants to be picked up and lift a suitcase and Yeah. <laughs> not at the same time. Not at the same time. It's very very <laughs> difficult. But it's 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 you realize um you have to do stuff. And if you start because I know I have been unfit at times in my life, you, small things are a chore like you know just small little things like everyday things you have to do you you have to move all the time like I, I was actually listening to Claire Burnshaw the other day and I was like that's it that's exactly it um, you know you have to reach for things you have to lift things whether it's suitcases or bags or shopping or uh, walking the dog if you stop doing workouts and stop moving those things that you have to do every day become quite hard and yeah. Painful, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. So um, that's why it's important to. Do you think there's pressure on mums to be like, oh. I don't know, getting back and being fit? And oh. I, I don't. I, I think, I think it's sometimes dangerous for new mums to be on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you cu- cu- uh, okay. quick fire? Quick fire. <gasps> I'm not good at quick fire, but okay, go for it. It's your biggest parenting fail. Probably not knowing that Eliza's arm is broken for five days. Um, yeah, not knowing my daughter's arm is broken for five days, and also falling down the stairs with with Bonnie in my arms having just fed her when she was six weeks old um, because I put on these new gorgeous boots that I treated myself to and it was the new boots too slippy Slippy. new carpet new boots new baby and I never let her go so I gave myself the most horrific back and bum injury and Bonnie she was grand never opened her eyes did you then crash into oh maybe the baby gate wasn't up at that stage the amount of times I fell over I did no because of Eliza the baby gate was there but I crashed it open I said I broke the baby gate I came down the stairs I mean I've never my my bruise the bruise on my arse was so big it looked like Cheryl Cole's rose tattoo on you know (laughs) do you know that tattoo she got on her bum that's what my bum looked like like the entire the entire left cheek well, that is a f- parenting win. Do you think? Yeah, well, the fact mm. that you saved your baby and yeah. just like injured yourself massively. Were the boots okay? The boots were fine. Oh, my brand. phone um, snapped in half and that... That was a f- serious fall. It was a serious fall, yeah. The amount of times I'd stood, like the toe on the end of that or when you're going down in the middle of the night and you'd, you'd you know, the, the arch of your foot, oh, which is yeah. so sensitive, Ow. on the bar and then you crash into some toy and they'd be like, welcome to our learning farm. You're like, I hate all of you. I hate all of you. I just want to go back to sleep. Um, what is your well I guess getting through be, like your pregnancies best onset 
on our story. Well, I, I actually have an Amy Huberman story. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Is it bad? It's, it's not. Can it's, we cut the episode, please? Okay, so I'll quickly tell you this. Um, I've been, as you know, I've been working on Ireland's Fittest Family for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, the executive producer is a man called Darren Smith. Yeah, I love Darren. Yo, do you? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Good. Does he not like me? No, 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 he does. <laughs> I don't think he likes me. So I was going to do this um, big, elaborate piece to camera. I was going up this kind of tower. We were going to record it on the jib and they were going to do it on drone. So it's going to be gone for a little bit. And this is two days before I start producing Ian Dempsey's show. Yeah. Okay, so it's back back then. And I said to Darren, oh, the d- director said to me, your phone is, you can see your phone sticking out of your pocket. So just get lose your phone for this piece of camera. Gave my phone to Darren, but it, ha- it wasn't locked. Uh-oh. And I'm wondering you even remember this. And Darren, the awful person that he is, no. sent a message to Ian Dempsey saying, yippee, yahoo, 48, 48 hours and I'm your boss. <laughs> Oh right. God, so mean. Then he sent a message to Amy Huberman, you, saying, um, hey, hey, Amy, or I might have even said, hey, Ames. <laughs> I'm a size six. Um, would you send me a couple of pairs of your new collection? So, and it also was sent in the middle of the day, like, you know, three o'clock. So, and looks like it really was for me. How many years ago is this? Oh, it's like 2015. I think it was 2015. Oh, I think I'd maybe just had a kid. I don't remember that. So I, I was, I was so embarrassed and so panicked and I had to go through my phone then, like, I think he sent one to Dylan McGrath, the chef as well. It was so. Did you did you te- did you text me back and say that was that was Darren? Darren that was Darren Smith. So you probably God, just blanked it out of your head. I was and like, "You're dead to me." Blocked you. Like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> My God, she's looking for she, and I wouldn't mind. I was like, "I'm not even a size six. I'm a five. Like, so that definitely wasn't me. Like, I'm not a six. Like, I would never send that. Sending me then pictures of your feet, going, <laughs> look, look, measuring you. So awful. That is so mean. It so could mean. he could have gone. He could have got yours. He, he could have. I mean, it was worse. pretty bad. But I think the fact that he makes them. So Sort of half sound real. Believable. That's the dangerous thing. That's the genius of That's it. The genius. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. We love Darren, but he is an absolute messer. Yeah. Um, uh, what has been your eight favorite age so far? Of your, of, of your, of you, of me kids. or my kids. I think now is a good age. I think I have to say now is a really, yeah. really good age. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm happy where I am now. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think the longer life goes on, and you have your trials and tribulations, as, as you said as well, your perceived perceived failures that we do that yeah. we hold ourselves to. Yeah, but it's lovely to be able to, I don't know, give yourself a break and go. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm, yeah, and and it's all good, and everybody's okay, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm happy with now. What would now, Maraid, say to? like first time new mum right oh my god cop onto yourself you're all, I would also tell her she's lovely oh you're lovely because I definitely didn't feel lovely then um, I got really bad stretch marks on Dara which obviously are still there so I was like oh, never wearing a bikini ever again and I'm 27 but I do I do I do now good so yeah um, but I think I would tell myself that I'm definitely still lovely and be be nicer to myself yeah well, I think you're, you're I, I love your honesty in, in kind of going for what you want and need in your own life. And I think that's all we have. It is. We you get know, one life. We get one life. Um, what, if you're cooking, what's your favourite family dinner to make? Oh God, it's always a roast. It's my favourite yeah. thing Sometimes to... Sometimes that's kind of easy as well because you can just bung it in. totally yeah, easy. Yeah. That's mad. Like growing up, I thought it was this really difficult thing to do. It's, it cooks itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's my favourite thing to eat and my favourite thing to cook. Baked potatoes as well are always a winner. I am love. no cook, but the fact that you can just stab a potato a couple of times <laughs> and lash it in an oven and come back an hour later. It's amazing. <laughs> 
I'm like, these, these potatoes are good inventions. <laughs> really like, are. Thank you for slogging. It's just the timings of things because I get distracted. Marie, thank you so much. Thanks I absolutely love that. And just a joy. We didn't even really talk about Faro, but you can check out. If Tell us what we need to check out. Faro.ie. Uh, you can buy all our brushes there. Uh, we're also available in Peter Mark stores. We're on the shelves of all Peter Marks. And we are going into Arnott's uh, the 13th of November. So that is incredible. Really exciting. Well, like, you can't see this, but I can tell you now, Marie's hair looks stunning. <laughs> And if you did, you blow dry your of hair course, yourself. Of course, her I brushes did. work. Of I can course. tell you that. And then um, Ireland's fittest family is on the telly on Sunday nights or T one six thirty. And I don't know where we are in the run because I'm mixed up with the voiceovers. So yeah. I think I, I don't. We're show four, I think. Maybe five. We'll take it. Show, show five. <laughs> show five, five or four. Five or, or four. six. Or seven. You can get on the player if you've missed any of it. Well, thank you so much for entertaining us. And um, always love catching up with you and seeing what you're doing. And um, I'll look forward to texts from you and from Darren Smith. Yeah, for size five. <laughs> size five. I'll get on to that. <laughs> Absolutely loved that chat. Thank you so much to Mairead for taking the time to chat with us. Um, and as always, we'd love to keep growing the show and finding new listeners. So if you've enjoyed this episode, tell your mates, tell a friend, tell your granny, tell whoever will listen. Finally, you can get in touch or find out more at aldi.ie forward slash Mamiya. Bye. from Aldi. We've topped the leaderboard at the National Parenting Product Awards with 22 wins, making us the most awarded retailer. There were goals for our organic Mamiya baby food range, Mamiya Ultra Dry Junior Plus Nappy Size 5 Plus, and Mamiya Premium Newborn Mini Size 2 Nappies voted the nation's best nappies by parents in Ireland. So, mum and dad, not using Mamiya nappies yet? Oof, could be time for a change. Aldi, every day amazing.